Radio MD. RadioMD.com. Hear it from the doctor with expert guests from the American Academy of Pediatrics. It's Healthy Children. Now, our favorite mom, Melanie Cole, MS. Welcome to Healthy Children. I'm Melanie Cole, and if you're a parent like me, you know that what this pandemic has done to our kids is interesting to watch. It's interesting to note, but especially when we look at how they have dealt with school, their social lives, and sleep, because this has been something that has kind of gone by the wayside as we've been isolated and quarantining, and now bedtimes have really gone up the chimney. I don't even know where they've gone, but we have to get them back into this routine, and to help us do that today is Dr. Cora Colette Bruner. She's a member of the Division of Adolescent Medicine and Orthopedics and Sports Medicine Department at Seattle Children's Hospital. She's also a fan favorite here on Healthy Children. And Dr. Colette Bruner, how are you? So glad to have you with us today. So during the pandemic, you and I have talked off the air. I'm, st- I mean, I'm so glad to have you here. Can you explain a little bit about what the pandemic has done to the sleep schedules of our kids? Fantastic, fantastic question, Melanie. It's just definitely been something that you know, if you actually look at the data, kids have been getting less sleep, honestly, over the last 15 years. Interesting, it has skyrocketed in terms of the lack of sleep in the last year since the pandemic has um, become upon us. But it is something that actually had been going on little by little before that. It's something that people put off. Uh, It was something on the last thing of the day is to try to figure out when there's people are supposed to go to sleep as opposed to being the number one priority of the day, which is to get enough sleep. We know that with our teenagers right now, because of the fact that school start times have been pushed later in the day, if at all, that kids have been staying up later till one, two, three, four, five o'clock in the morning, and then sleeping through until noon or one o'clock in the afternoon. Or they get up, roll out of bed, flip on the Zoom with uh, an attempt to go to school in the morning and then nap in the afternoon because they don't have to be at school all day. And sports basically have been curtailed until recently. So what we're noticing is a definite decrease in the sleep um, circadian rhythm cycle. And if you really look hard at the data on sleep deprivation or not getting enough sleep, one of the things we do know is if you don't get enough sleep, the amount of depression and anxiety in our population in adults and children skyrockets. So if you look at the pandemic and the associated depression and anxiety in kids and adults, it has gone up anywhere from 50 to 100 to 200 percent, depending on what part of the country you're looking at and what racial and social economic group you are looking at. So it ties very much into not getting enough sleep, if you think about it. So if you have somebody that has a pre-existing anxious condition, they don't get enough sleep. As you can see, their anxiety level like quadruples in a very short period of time. What a great point. You know, we have this mental health crisis going on as a result of the pandemic and even before, but you're right, this has exacerbated it. I've seen it in my own kids and in my daughter's friends. And because they also, social media, they sit there on TikTok, Instagram, Snapchat, whatever it is, and they can sit there for hours and hours and all of a sudden they look at the clock, it's one o'clock in the morning. And when you mentioned they roll out of bed and flip on the Zoom, some of them don't even, they just sit up in bed and flip on the Zoom. 
And I had to put a big kibosh on the bed school. But it is something that we've seen. So I would like your best advice, Dr. Bruner, because, you know, you're a really, really very well-versed lady. And you can give good advice to parents. You've been doing this for years. How do we get them out of this cycle? Well, it's a great question. And I myself have three kids. They're young adults as well. And they definitely um, have given me some tips. They knew I was coming on to your fantastic radio show. So they said, Mom, you've got to make sure people know this. So the first thing is to make sure that you go to bed at the same time every day, lights out, uh, screens off an hour before you plan on getting to sleep. And honestly, that shouldn't be any later in all truth, but no later than midnight. But honestly, the best time for kids to be getting to sleep is sometime between 10 and 11 p.m. And that should pretty much be seven days a week. You can you can squeeze it a little bit later on the weekends. But if you sleep in on the weekends, then Monday morning rolls around and it's very difficult to get up. It's kind of like you have jet lag, but you actually haven't flown anywhere. Not that anybody is flying anywhere now, but jet lag is really what ends up happening to somebody when they move their circadian clock around by themselves, um, just by sleeping in on the weekends, thinking they can put sleep in the bank, but you can't. So if you have a routine where you go to bed at the same time and then you get up at the same time every day and you can give it an hour on the weekends, not an extra four, so you're getting up somewhere between seven and eight every single day, that's crucial. And then the other thing to really do is get out of bed. The bed should only be for sleeping. The bed should not be for going to school. The bed should not be for um, doing video games. The bed should not be for scrolling through your social media sites. The bed is for sleeping only. And so if you get out of the bed and, and, and change your clothes, take a shower or whatever, and put on a different outfit, like you are going to work or to school. And honestly, a lot of parents need to hear this too, because a lot of parents don't do this. I understand, but it's something about your mind recognizes that you're not going to be wearing the whole next day what you've worn to sleep. That is something that is kind of fallen a little bit by the wayside because people aren't going out, but we're going to be, <laughs> we're going to open up again. I'm a very hopeful person and we don't want this thrust upon us. And like in the summertime when we had our kids take a week to get ready to go to school, like they all of a sudden had to shift their clock around and get up put a different outfit on and, and, and then go to school. So don't just all of a sudden assume it's just going to be fine. Um, it's not. You have to actually be ready for it. So number one, make sure you go to bed at the same time. Number two, get up at the same time. Number three, get out of bed and change your clothes. Even if you're just to sit in another part of your room or the house and go to school by Zoom or by hybrid Zoom and in person. And finally, really important, make sure that our kids are not napping. Because napping sounds great, but that napping is really not something that is a, a normative thing over the age of four. And so it's something that people sort of like doing, but it actually isn't really good for you. And so it allows your body to think you've had a full night's sleep, if you've, but you've only had an hour sleep. So do not let your kids and do not model for them napping <laughs> because it, it does really, really um, alternate the ability to fall asleep in the evening. Okay, I mean, I'm a napper, so I <laughs> have to admit that right here, but I, I get what you're saying, and for kids, I mean, it doesn't affect me sleeping. I can sleep all day and any time and go to sleep at night, but for our kids, I get that because it does throw off their rhythms and it does throw off their schedule and routine, but getting our kids to stop an hour before with the social media, and especially even if they're doing homework, 
Dr. Bruner, they're maybe doing homework online. They're doing, you know, writing a paper or something. That's pretty tough to get them to stop. What did your kids tell us we can do about that? How can we turn that stuff off? Well, a really good question. They said, Mom, make sure you mention this, too. And I actually, as a physician, too, it it really is a biochemical thing that happens to our brains when we are looking at the screens. So when we're looking at the screens very close to when we're supposed to be asleep, our brains don't secrete a hormone called melatonin, which is a, a naturally occurring hormone that we produce in something called our pineal gland, which is a, a, a gland in our brain that basically what happens is you're supposed to secrete that in the nighttime when it's dark and that allows you to get restful and consistent sleep. So if you are looking at a screen uh, right before you go to bed, then then it's very difficult for your brain to secrete that. A lot of my patients and my kids actually also mentioned and tell them not to buy melatonin and take that because actually it's true. You're not, it's, it's not like, oh, I'll just take melatonin um, and then I can stay on my screens. It, melatonin does not work that way. Melatonin needs to be taken two to three hours before it's time for you to go to sleep. And it actually isn't really the same as what we are secreting. It's a little different. So it'd be better to have our own bodies produce what they're supposed to versus try to trick our bodies uh, by taking something. Sometimes people really do need it, and I'm not saying that it's it's never a good idea to do it, but I just want people to be mindful that we actually do produce it naturally. Um, the other thing that happens with uh, looking at social media sites or even, even TikTok videos or, or other um, avenues for me- making ourselves aware of what's happening in the world is our brain does see things and can be to some extent traumatized by some of the events they see in the news right before they go to sleep, thus interfering with the ability to fall asleep. A lot of cyberbullying is still happening on social media sites. And so it, it is important to understand that it, it isn't just looking at haha funny TikTok videos. It's actually you, you could be witnessing something that is that is something that is very unsettling or mean or, or bullying. And so that isn't worth staying up really late to make sure that you catch everything because it can really be horribly difficult to fall asleep if you if you continue to barrage your brain with negative um, or traumatic images. That's what they, they, my kids told me to say. Just be careful because it's, it's not all great. But what a great point. Yeah. It isn't all great. And when you were saying that, I, I mean, it flashed through my brain. Some of the things as I'm scrolling through, it's like there are some very disturbing things and you're seeing people trying to be advocates and, and film these things and that sort of, but I can see how it can affect your sleep because then it sort of ingrains in your brain and then maybe you start thinking about it or it gets you sad or mad and then that kind of builds up your energy a little. So before we wrap up, I just, what would you like us to know about our kids, whether they're little kids you know, little kids are a little easier to manipulate, as it were, and to keep them on that schedule. But with older kids, tweens and teens, not, and even our college kids, Dr. Bruner. So what do you want us to know about the importance of this sleep and your best advice about getting our kids to do this and, and keeping to that schedule? So when things do open up, it's, they're not thrown for such a loop. Right. No, it's really excellent. Be um, prioritize like number one sleep for your children. It's also important to prioritize getting outside, getting natural light so that that by the time that you are ready to go to sleep, you are physically tired because you've been out and about. And, and yes, socially distanced, wearing masks, I get it, but also making sure that 
that that you get enough physical activity and exposure to sunlight so that you have the ability at the end of the day to be tired. I know that we're having a mental health crisis. I know this is going on. I'm not uh, downplaying that by any stretch, but I also feel like one of the first things we should do uh, in in terms of our children's and our own health, whether they're toddlers or teens, tweens, or young adults, college kids, is to make sure that we prioritize sleep. Uh, and be aware that you, we're not perfect. Sometimes we make mistakes, and so there's times when we just oops and stay up too late, and then we feel, oh, wow, that was too late. But actually be aware of how good you feel when you get enough sleep. When you wake up in the morning and you don't need caffeine or a six cups of coffee to get through the day. You realize, oh my gosh, I feel fabulous. And be aware and notice how much better you feel when you get enough sleep. And so that's why it should be number one priority, especially as we wind through this pandemic um, and, and get on the other side of this, that we prioritize sleep above all to make sure that we we are nourishing our bodies and brains in order for us to get aware of of the next day and to get through the night um, rested and sleepy. (laughs) No, that's great advice. And as you are a a specialist in orthopedics and sports medicine, the advice about getting out, getting outside, getting some exercise, doing some of those healthy things can also help. This all ties together so that we can come out of this cloud we've been in and get on the other side of it, but not be so thrown when we do that. It's great advice, Dr. Bruner. Thank you so much for joining us today. You're listening to Healthy Children, and you know all of our guests, our expert guests, are provided by the American Academy of Pediatrics in conjunction with their consumer website, healthychildren.org. We want you to listen at radiomd.com, but you can also listen at Spotify and iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, Google Podcast everywhere that podcasts are played and share these shows on your social channels because that way we're learning from our beloved pediatricians together. They're helping us to raise our children and we all need that help and that great advice. So thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much, Dr. Bruner. I'm Melanie Cole for Radio MD. Stay well.